Hi, my name is John Kim, and I'm a therapist who went through his own rebirth. I share my feelings and revelations. I believe in casual or clinical and with you instead of at you. I come unrehearsed on purpose because self-help doesn't have to be so complicated. There is so much noise out there, especially when it comes to self-betterment, and that's why I created TAT Text. Now, a lot of people are using texting to uh, promote things, and it's kind of like a digital flyer. But I'm actually using texting as a mental program. It's like the program you uh, get at the gym, but this is for your mental and emotional state. So every week there's a different topic. One week would maybe relationships, the next week uh, codependency, next week dating, etc. And at the end of the week, you get a private link to a Google Doc that takes you deeper. And that doc is like six to nine pages, and it's a lot of how-to, right? It's not just information, but it's like, what do we do with this information? So if you want to wake up with something that is going to reposition your mindset and set you up for a day that you can maneuver in the best version of yourself, come check out my text. You could get them at theangrytherapist.com or on my Instagram at theangrytherapist. See you in your phone. Before I get into the six tips to conquer fear and take your life back, just a quick story. So around a decade ago, um, I was on my journey to becoming a therapist and I was obsessed with the intersection between how to help people and and technology and I was just blogging. Um, I used Google Hangouts, remember that when I first came out, um, to, to run a group and I was doing a lot of group work then. And I connected about six people from all over the world, and we had this amazing, magical experience. Um, And I remember closing my little white white MacBook and thinking, this is the new way. This is going to change the world. And at the time, people were still on dial-up. The technology wasn't quite there. And also, we weren't used to doing like live uh, meetings like that. Now, uh, we are. And so I just created this thing called TAT Lab. And I have 18 groups um, running throughout the week by my team of uh, therapists and coaches and everything from addiction to uh, codependency to relationships. Uh, I started a book club. Um, We have uh, how to move past your mental blocks in your career and creativity, uh, dissolving your false beliefs, all of that. And... It's been fucking amazing. (laughs) And I'm not just saying that. You know, part of the amazing is just me um, on a a personal level to actually finally uh, create what I've been been dreaming of, like this kind of virtual wellness center with ongoing running groups. Anyway, come check it out. Uh, Click on my Instagram at The Angry Therapist and it's on my bio link or just go to my website, theangrytherapist.com and uh, click on TAT Lab. And I would love for you to, to, to try it, to check it out, and uh, let me know what you think. All right, let's get to fear. So we all live with fear. And the difference between a fulfilling life and a stifled one, it's going to come down to whether you are in control of your fears or if your fear is in control of you. If fear is responsible for your decisions, You've made your potential conditional on what fear will let you do, and you've robbed yourself and the world of all the possibilities that you were intended for, right? So until you overcome your fear, whatever that may be, you will be limited in your ability to share your gifts and love with the world and to make the world 
a different place than when you arrived. So don't spend another day trapped in that prison like I did for um, shit most of my life, right? Half of my life. So here are some tips to help you free yourself so you don't have to um, live in that, that prison and you could be the person you were intended to be. So tip number one is you have to commit to it. You can't just um, be interested in dissolving fears, right? You actually have to commit to it. When it comes to deeply ingrained habits, saying you'll change is exponentially easier than actually doing it. You're busy, you're going through a hard time, I get it, but it's never going to be easy. It's like having children, right? You're never ready for it. You just have to do it. It's only going to get harder. So you have to commit to dissolving your fears, not just be interested. Tip number two, play out your fears. Many people engage in catastrophe thinking. I can't say this word. I don't know why. Catastrophic. Catastrophic. There it is. Yes, guys, I do have a master's degree. Um, <laughs> catastrophic. You know, another word I can't say is, spe- I could say it now, but I, I, I never used to be able to say specific. I would say pacific, and people would be like, no, John, it's specific. Anyway, um, that's a cognitive distortion, catastrophizing, right? And it paralyzes us. But that's because we let fear remain in our head. It becomes a monster. So if you actually play out the fear, even if you have to write it down, Um, ask yourself, what's the worst case scenario? So when you actually play it out, you realize the sky's not going to fall. You realize it's not as scary as you imagine in your head. Whenever we're in our heads, we blow shit up, right? We always exaggerate. We're playing stuff back that is not truth, but it's an exaggeration of our imagination. So write the fear down. Play it out. What is the worst case scenario? And chances are you'll see it's not as scary as you thought. Number three, name your fear. So I don't just mean heartbreak or betrayal. I mean like name it, like literally like Gregory, (laughs) Steve. And what that does is uh, it turns that monster into um, a human, right? You're humanizing your fear. And also, where is this fear coming from? Why is it acting up? Follow that thread and there's going to be a story there. And once you realize there's a story... That, that, that fear, it, it, you realize it's not a constant, right? It was created, and since it was created, it could also die. Sorry, it sounds a little dramatic there. I, I, think, I think step number three is one of the, the big ones, you know? Um, not not uh, um, humanizing. Uh, step number three, like humanizing, knowing that fear is not a constant, um, following the thread down, right? That, I think that's huge. All right, number four is to reframe the situation. So for example, let's say your most crippling fear is failure. Associate that fear with the idea of learning. So tie it to learning, right? And so um, that's the reframe. And as you know and have heard, every failure is an opportunity. So it teaches you so much more than success. Whenever you imagine an outcome that you'd consider a failure, take the time to re- reimagine it, right? Reframe it from the perspective that to fail is to learn. And so over time, you, you can replace that word failure entirely, and it's not a word that serves you. You don't need it. If the business you've always wanted to start ends in failure, it will really have ended in learning, right? 
and that all, that all depends on the reframe. So that's just one example, but um, you could reframe anything, you know, um, in relationships and dating. If a relationship didn't work out, it doesn't mean that you're defective. Um, maybe it means you dodged a bullet, you know, maybe it means that whatever you're meant to learn from that relationship that didn't work out is what you needed to learn um, so you could actually give yourself a new love experience. So reframing is huge. Okay, number five, lean into it. To change your instinctual response to a certain possibility, you eventually have to prove to yourself that you have no reason to be afraid. If you, if you fear intimacy, for example, um, because you've been betrayed, part of the process of conquering that fear is to, to experience intimacy in a new, healthier way, right? And so part of leaning into it is giving yourself a new experience. There's nothing more convincing than a new experience. So if you give yourself that experience, things will shift inside. You will kick fear in the balls because that experience will prove that you can or that you're able or that you're good enough or strong enough or, or you know, whatever um, that you were afraid of that you are now starting to disbelieve because of the new experience. And number six, as my sleeping daughter is wiggling in my little pouch, and that's probably uh, what you're, that's what you're hearing, the, the little noises, the little gremlin noises in the background. Um, number six is raise the stakes. It's greater than you. The fear is not greater than you dissolving it is greater than you. So if you see your fear as something that only affects you internally, um, you won't really, if you see your fear as something that only affects you internally and really don't have um, a lasting impact on your contribution to the world or on the people you love, you're much less likely to prioritize your commitment to beating it when things get hard, right? So know that your fear, what you're afraid of, it's bigger than you, meaning it's not even about you. So think of it as, think of fear as the thing not only, um, the thing that not only keeps you from changing the world, making your dent, and from loving to the uh, the fullest extent of your capabilities, but it's what will what will stop you from living in the past. So that means that if you're afraid, you're not living existing. Uh, you're basically, you're, you're a were, you were, you know what I'm saying? Um, you're not living, you're just existing. So fear keeps you in time machines. And when you're in a time machine, um, you're not going to be able to do what you're meant to do. And there's nothing working through you that is greater. And so you're, you're basically just a, you're just a body. You're just um, a story that hasn't been heard, right? You're a book that hasn't been opened. You're not um, affecting and you're not living a through me life. So if you see fear as something that is greater than you, as in you need to dissolve it because it's not even about you, but it's about something working through you, um, that's going to you know make some kind of dent that's going to impact uh, some person or many people or or, or or, uh, or who knows, right? That's not your responsibility to know, um, but to know that it will, then you'll be a lot more motivated to dissolve that fear. It's, it's when we make things about us that we shrink, you know? It's when we, when, when we um, live a very kind of to-me life. That's when things get uh, difficult and we become less courageous. So know that fear, dissolving your fear, 
is greater than you. Thank you for listening. Again, if you want to check out uh, check out my lab and uh, hang out with me and, and, and the whole Angry Therapist team live as we're running Zoom groups, um, just click on my Instagram at the Angry Therapist. Uh, click on my bio link there or go to my website, theangrytherapist.com and click on TAT Lab. Be well. Listen, if you are great at helping other people and you have a passion for that, and you want to find personal freedom and level up the skills you already have, it's time to become a life coach. When I became a coach, there was nothing like this out there. And so I developed this coaching training program alongside Noel Cordo, Journey Coaching. That's J-R-N-I. And it is amazing. It's 100% live. It's everything that I wish I had when I was starting out. Meaningful, evidence-based education, real people, real community, lifetime support and business development, ICF certified. Just go to theangrytherapist.com, my website, and click on Become a Coach and explore the Journey Coaching Intensive. See you in class.